And uh, that's, that's not just me saying that, uh, even though it could be, because I tend to be an optimist, and I'll be honest with you, pessimistic people do irritate me, but it's nothing personal. Um, <laughs> it just plays out that way. Uh, you say, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an Eeyore. Well, the Holy Spirit isn't, okay? And uh, I think we can see scripturally that there's no need for us to be pessimistic. And I do appreciate that God has made all kinds of different personalities. But we're to be the Holy Spirit-led version of our personality. Um, and I guess that means that the pessimistic person, as my wife, uh, you know, reminds me sometimes, the pessimistic person needs not be, you know, naive, right? Or uh, um, thinking that, uh, that everything is going to always uh, turn out wonderful, because um, there is a balance there, and uh, we're to be <clears throat> realistic according to God's Word. Uh, but the, the, the fact of the matter is that we, scripturally, we have no reason to be pessimistic. We have no reason to be pessimistic. John chapter 14, uh, John chapter 14, and uh, there are times uh, when all of us, probably get in a bad place in our heart and we start to worry, we start to fret, and we start to get uh, fearful. And uh, I am thankful for the way God puts people into our heart, uh, into our lives uh, to help us at that time. And in fact, uh, you know, speaking of my wife, she's, uh, she's the one that helps me probably the most when I'm flattering a little bit, uh, just to be of encouragement uh, to me and to, to, to give me, uh, you know, the, the the, the, the reality of, of what uh, uh, really needs to be focused on in, in those times. But it's the Word of God that ultimately should guide us. It's the Word of God. And, you know, when you're around people, you're around all kinds of different people. And if you're hinging your disposition on that day according to what the people around you are like, what's going to happen? You're going to be all over the place, aren't you? Right? There's not going to be any stability there. Um, you know, th this person, you know, they may give you a boost. Uh, that person, another person, uh, they may give you the opposite. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there if we're walking in the reality of the light of God's Word. And I'm talking a little bit about uh, Carrie today because she's, she's going off uh, to school. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time with, uh, with her on the, on, the, on the trip because we had 15 passenger vans and we had to use all the seats in each one of the vans. And the 15th seat, if you want to call it that, was like this little booster seat that was between the steering wheel, between the driver and the, the passenger side. It was like this little booster seat up in the, in the front. They're all different vans than what we have here. And so I would sit in the passenger seat up front usually because I could be the translator. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Carrie would sit in that little booster seat right in front and, and strap herself uh, in there. And... You know, she would just chatter away. Um, and you know, does she do that sometimes at home? Yeah, okay. Uh, so this was a unique experience of, of mine there then. <laughs> and she would be like, you know, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. And so we had that, that, that conversation all, along the way. Um, and just very positive, you know, very upbeat about everything. And, uh, and so I do, do appreciate that sort of personality. We can't be like that all the time, I understand. But uh, then one, one, one time, uh, all of a sudden, uh, 
uh, well, we had a different driver. The driver we had most of the time was, he was very smooth. He was very, you know, everything. And, the, and the, the traffic patterns there are not the same as here in the United States, okay? So you'll be going down, let's say, something similar to, uh, to Route 100 out here or Route 2. And so you got traffic going both ways. But the way it would happen is even though you had two lanes, it would transform itself. It would morph itself into four or five lanes sometimes. And you would have traffic going, you know, one lane this way, and then it would kind of, a car would pull over a little bit and let somebody pass as oncoming traffic was still coming. Two lanes of oncoming traffic in, in supposedly one lane. And you're just looking at that and you're thinking, how's this going to, you know, I got a front row seat to this. How's this all going to resolve itself? But it did, you know, they had their, their methods and, and it all did kind of happen. Um, but the, the one driver we had, he was very, he, he was, you know, he never really made you feel like you were in peril at all. The other driver, <laughs> on the other hand, good old Enrique. Yeah, you felt like you were going to die, like the whole time he was going to drive, like at any moment. And uh, he would actually, he, he would swerve, he would go, he would swerve this way and then go out into the shoulder and pass people on the shoulder and then weave back into traffic this way. And, uh, and the whole time, you know, he's like, sometimes he's fiddling with, these, he's like, he's fiddling with his phone or his seatbelt. And I'm just like, you know, we're going to die here in Mexico. I, I really wanted to go home. You know, the tacos are great here, but I want to get back to the to, uh, United States. And uh, that's the way. So anyways, we got to where we were going, and uh, we, we spent some time there. Then we went to load back up in the van, and uh, Carrie was nowhere to be seen in her little booster seat there. And I was like, oh. Did I wear deodorant today? Like, what's going on with, uh, with, 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 with Carrie? Well, Carrie was not going to ride in that front seat anymore with that driver. <laughs> she was sitting all the way up in the back. She was saying, someone else can sit up there. But uh, anyways, uh, a lot of uh, interesting experiences there. But John chapter 14, John chapter 14, <clears throat> in verse 1, it says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And wherever I go, ye may know uh, the way ye know. Lord, I pray that you'd help us now just to be encouraged, uh, the, the, to, that we can be uh, optimistic and uh, that we can, uh, Lord, uh, uh, proceed in, uh, with anticipation in these days. Uh, of what you're gonna, uh, what you're doing, and what you, what are you are going to continue to do, and uh, and, and Lord, that uh, we can be um, uh, just pictures of those who are trusting in you during what, by all accounts, are unsettling times. And I pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Now the thing of it is, is Jesus knew that there was going to be difficult times. You know, Jesus uh, didn't leave his followers here and say, hey, from this point on, everything is going to be great. Everything on earth is just going to be wonderful uh, all the time. And, uh, you know, since you spent this time with me and you get the gist of how everything is going to work, you know, just, just uh, live your days out in ease and comfort, knowing that everything around you is just going to be glorious. Jesus didn't say that. In fact, he knew... He knew there was going to be challenges. Look down at verse 27. In John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. 
If you're looking for the circumstances of this world to give you uh, peace, uh, you know, you're going to be in for a rough ride. You're going to be, your, your expectations are going to be dashed over and over again. And we do live in, I guess you would say, troubling times. If we're looking at the circumstances around us, um, you know, naturally speaking, we could say, well, there's times when my heart is troubled. Uh, but the, the, what Jesus said here in verse 1 again, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let that happen. Well, you know, that's easy to say. I mean, kind of like the mind over matter thing. It doesn't always work that way, right? I'm just going to, I mean, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, the boat's sinking or, or the house is on fire or, or whatever, but I'm still going to be cheerio. Well, um, you know, that's, that's not always the way that, that, it, that, that it, we're able to work it. But Jesus said there's some truths here. There's some truths that I give you that are going to help you not have a troubled heart, not to have an unsettled heart. Heart, not to have a doom and gloom heart, and uh, I, I'll, I believe that one of the worst testimonies that we can have as believers is to be pessimistic. I think that's a terrible testimony. You know why? Because that conveys to people that we really don't have the confidence in the goodness of God and His ultimate plan, and it shows a lot of short-sightedness on our behalf. And uh, you know, I'm just like you. I fall into to the moment many times of, uh, of, of complaining and, and, and reacting. But the fact of the matter is, if we trust the words of Jesus, we have no reason for our hearts to be troubled. And so Jesus isn't just being trite here. Uh, you know, he's not being disingenuous. Uh, he's not saying, just find a way to be in a good mood. He's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. The way that you can make this decision is based upon truth. You believe in God, believe also in me. Have confidence in me. Have confidence that I have a plan. <coughs> believe in me. And uh, he goes on to say this, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And this is, this is the key phrase here. I go to prepare a place for you. So I'm not leaving you just for the sake of going elsewhere. Right? I'm not abandoning, uh, abandoning you. I'm not just leaving you here with no recourse. And uh, there's been a lot of people in our world, you know, that have been rejected by the people that should be taking care of them. They've been abandoned. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, Jesus wants them to know that's not what he's doing here. He's not abandoning them. He's not, he's not saying, I don't want to be around you anymore. He's not saying, I just want to be somewhere else. I want to go somewhere where there's better people and where I can find, you know, um, happiness with those that, 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 that are going to follow me better than you are. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the reason I'm going is because it's part of the plan and ultimately it has everything to do with my heart towards you. I'm going to make preparations for our future, for our eternal future uh, together. So anytime when, when things get a little rough here, in the temporary realm in which you're in, before you come to the full realization of the preparations I'm making for you, those preparations that your you know, eyes haven't seen anything like it before, uh, ears haven't heard you know, of anything like this, you know, we, we, we can't even in our, in our, in our human understanding uh, visualize the degree of what, God is, what Jesus is preparing for us. He says, you know, when things are going rough for you here on earth, just stop and remember 
that I'm making these preparations. It's going to be okay. All right? And uh, in the meantime, yeah, there's some troubling things that are going to happen. But just because there's troubling things around you doesn't mean that you have to be troubled inside of you. Right? There's a big difference there. I mean, look, Jesus never said there's not going to be troubled things around you. But he said there is a way through which you don't have to be troubled in your heart. And uh, that helps me a lot. Uh, because, you know, it is, it is, hey, look, you say, but, I mean, look how bad things are getting. But, you know, I mean, uh, look, at, look at the people who are in control of the country and how corrupt they are. You know, look at how evil men seem to be prospering. Look at how uh, crime is rising in our cities. Look how young people don't seem to have any compass for morality anymore. And the list could go on and on and on. Jesus says, hey, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. If, if you believe in me, know that I have a plan, and I'm making preparations for us to be together forever. In the meantime, you've got, you got, you got, you got a job to do, uh, but don't, don't flounder in that. He says this in verse 3. I mean, add this to it, and this, is, <laughs> uh, this really takes care of it. It says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And so he isn't just saying, I'm going to make preparations, but he's saying, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to, I'm going to get you, and I'm, and I'm going to take you there. What a wonderful thought. What a wonderful thought. You know, if, if, uh, if God had just left us here in the world and said, you know, hey, uh, um, uh, you know, believe in me and, and uh, um, do a good job while you're there, but didn't really leave us the plan, you know, didn't leave us what the mission was, didn't give us the directions from his word. That'd be so different. That's why we were saying that song a little earlier. You know, we got to that part about the Bible there. Um, you know, we have a Bible. Uh, and that, 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 that stirred me to, to an amen right there because what would, what would we do without the Bible? Without the Bible, we're just trying to make a go of it in this world and get the most out of it for the moment. That's all we have. Convince me differently. Without God's word, all we're going to do is we're going to just come to this to, 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 to each day and say, you know, what can I get out of this day for now, for myself, without any ultimate purpose or meaning? That's the best you can do. And I know a lot of people find temporary uh, happiness in that, but uh, ultimately that's just a, it's a flash in the pan. Um, just like, hey, just like all these people that seem to be doing evil things and getting by with it, it's a flash in the pan. Believe me, don't let your heart be troubled. You know, don't, don't, don't worry about it. God, God's going to take care of it. God doesn't miss any of that stuff. He's going to take care of it all. And uh, God doesn't miss the fact that, that, that you, have, uh, you have life here on, the, on, this, on this earth. Um, that you have a number of days here, and he has a plan for you. And he's given you his word. He's given you what it's all about. He said, you're here for a time, and I'm going to make preparations for you. And I'm going to come again. And I have a wonderful future um, in store for you. And so in light of that, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. And you know... Um, it's easy for us to, to, to get doomy and gloomy. But look, 
There's a lot of great things, even in the United States of America, that are going on for the glory of God. Hey, in our own church right now, I mean, we just had a great trip to Mexico, which all of us participated in, I think, for the most part. Right? You prayed. You gave. Uh, how many of you even prayed for, for the team when they were in Mexico? At least once. All right, look, a great, great number of you. A great number of you. And uh, you are a part of that, and, 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 uh, and you encouraged. And, and, so, and then we saw God do some very specific things we're going to hear more about tonight. One of the things he did for me personally is he, he, helped, me, he helped me with the language again. And, um, you know, the, the, the opportunity that I had to, to, to preach on Sunday morning, I wasn't, I, I truly was not, and this probably was my lack of faith, but I truly was not expecting um, the response that there was there, we, we only had probably about, on the team, about maybe four, maybe five people that could actually counsel somebody in, in Spanish if they, if they responded. Thankfully, there was, a, uh, there was a, 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 a team of young men that had come from Monterey uh, down there. There was, what, 10 or 12 of them. They were there for that Sunday, that Sunday morning, because at the end of the, of the message, uh, there was about 20 people that responded to the message. And uh, but we only had, you know, I mean, a, a handful of a, a handful of counselors. But then these young men stepped in and God just really used that time. And uh, and 13 people um, accepted the Lord as their personal savior that morning. That was a wonderful thing. That was that was because of prayer. That was just showing once again, you know, it just shows again that God's working. Jesus said, I'll build my church, you know, and he's building a church out there in, in Valle de Santiago, Mexico. Um, he's, he's, he's building uh, a church here, and, and, and Jesus is going to continue to do that. Uh, we can be optimistic. A couple weeks before that, man, it seems like a long time ago now, but we had, uh, we had vacation Bible school here. It was a great week. Uh, God did a special work. Uh, we, 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 have, uh, we have a lot to follow up on that. God gave us a lot of uh, new contacts and friends uh, through that from our community here, but just things that uh, he could have only done. And we, we, we try to do our best to prepare but then we saw God work, you know. Hey, look, this is a, it's a time to be optimistic. It's a time to say, look at what God's doing. Um, don't, get the, uh, don't get Elijah uh, syndrome there where, he, you know, he was, he was hunkered down in the cave. And you say, oh, man, we're like the only, one, I'm the only one left here. And, you know, I might as well just curl up and die here because what's the use? And, and he, you know, God had to remind him that there's hundreds of others. Now, that was just hundreds. Think about our land. There's millions of other Bible-believing Christians in our land right now. There's great hope as the people of God continue to pray, spread the gospel, and be optimistic about the God they serve. Not demonstrate the troubled hearts that unbelievers demonstrate. Because you know what we do? When we demonstrate a troubled heart... Well, we're actually, we're, 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 we're a practical unbeliever. We may be a believer, but practically, we're unbelievers at that time. You see? And Jesus said, look, at, don't, you don't need to do that. And uh, down there in verse uh, uh, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I, I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. And then he adds this, neither be afraid. 
I think one of the most uh, pathetic uh, uh, sights, you know, and, 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 and I'm speaking of myself when this happens, is for a Christian to be fearful. A Christian to be fearful. I mean, we serve the one who conquered the thing that people fear the most. What do people fear the most? Well, death, right? Death. I mean, we, we, we've seen that over the last few years, just the fear, the fear of death. And uh, you know, it doesn't mean we throw caution to the wind and uh, you know, jump off uh, a cliff or anything like that. We don't walk across the road without looking. Um, but it doesn't mean we live in paranoia either, especially as a believer. Look, Jesus came and conquered death. It no longer has the sting, right? Uh, the grave uh, cannot get us like it, like it get us before because of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so look, he says, neither be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't live in fear. Christian, do not live in fear. Don't be a pessimist. Be optimistic based upon the truth of God's word. And uh, that's going to be a good testimony. You know why? Because in a world where there's very little peace, your peace is going to pass understanding. Right? Your peace is, going to, is not going to make sense other than the fact that your God's real. A peace that passes understanding is a peace that isn't rational, humanly speaking. But it's supernatural. And it's based on supernatural truth. It's based on the fact that you, you don't just profess God, you truly believe what you say you believe. Right? And how, the, how is that going to be, 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 be proved? Well, it's going to be proved when there's trouble, but your heart is not troubled. That's when it's going to be proved. It's going to be proved that you believe in Jesus. He said, hey, believe in me. Believe in me. And it's going to, it's going to be proven that you truly believe in him when, uh, when there's a lack of peace around you, but you maintain that peace that you have in him. And uh, those are, those are uh, wonderful truths, and, and, and they're helpful truths uh, for all of us. Let's go to John chapter 16, just a, a couple of concluding thoughts here. John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 16 says, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Look down at verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Look at this. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Again, that's not something you can command somebody, really. Right? <clears throat> you can't just say to somebody, I, you know, I demand of you that you be cheerful right now. That really work? I mean, somebody could put on the dog, I guess, right? Paste a smile on there. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm cheerful now. But really, cheerful, true cheerfulness comes from what? It comes from the heart. It's not something that really can be commanded. It's something that has to come from the heart as our heart is settled on some conclusions. And so it says, These things have I spoken unto you that ye might have peace. In other words, I've given you the information that you need to take to heart so that you can have peace. Right? Take this truth to heart 
And then it says, um, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So how can we be of good cheer? Well, it's not something that's just demanded without, um, you know, any context. It's something that Jesus says makes sense when we realize that he has overcome the world. He's overcome the world. And so, look, I just think it's more important than ever in these days that we not be pessimistic. That we, that we show that we have confidence in the Lord. That we don't, that we don't say, you know, that these are the worst days there's ever been. And there's really not much use even trying anymore. You know, we just gotta, we just gotta, we just gotta find a place basically just to hide out until Jesus comes. And uh, I'm even wondering if that's ever gonna happen. I mean, that's sometimes the attitude we get, right? Hey, look, Jesus told us what it was gonna be like, right? He told us it was gonna be tribulation. He told it. He told us it was gonna be problems. Yeah, if Jesus had said, everything's going to be great, and then I'll come and get you, and, and then it went, you know, some of the things, you know, the wheels started to fall off, then I'd, I'd question Jesus. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Everything Jesus said, it's happened the way he said it was going to happen. And in the meantime, he's saying this, Christian, don't let your heart be troubled. Be optimistic. Proceed with anticipation. Um, you have a great purpose and, and a great meaning. And the world needs to see that you have confidence in God. The best testimony you can give right now is that you have peace in the Lord. And uh, the best testimony you can have is that your hope is in Him. Uh, hey, look, you know, am I going to vote in the next election? Yep, I'm going to do that. Uh, do I think that there's some leaders that are going to be better for our country than others? I sure do. And, uh, um, you know, do, do, do I think that righteousness exalts a nation? That's what the Bible says. But you know, ultimately, our citizenship does really define a lot of who we are. I mean, I, I notice that every time we you know, come back from a foreign land in the United States, it is nice to get in that, in that uh, U.S. citizen line, you know, have my U.S. passport. Um, citizenship does have its privileges, and, and uh, I'm glad I'm a citizen of the United States of America. But ultimately, you know what? This is biblical truth. I'm a citizen of heaven. This world is not my home. I'm, I'm here for a time. I'm here for some purposes. And I'll, I'll function within the economy of this world for as much as it relates to my relationship with God. But ultimately, that's not what I put my trust in. I'm not going to look for peace from who's in the White House. I'm not gonna, I'm not, it's not going to depend whether my heart is troubled or not, depending on who wins the next election. You know, all those things are fleeting. All the great world conquerors and all the people that made a name for themselves, they've all come and gone, except for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so do not let your heart be troubled, because based upon his words, based upon his words, it's all going to be great. It's all going to be great. If you don't have a relationship with, with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, then could I just be blunt? Your heart should be troubled. 
I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm not saying that self-righteously. I'm just saying that one day, everybody's going to realize that the one thing that mattered was that we recognize a living, holy God, that we realize that we have sinned against Him, and that we accept the fact that He's given us the gift of Jesus as a substitute for where we fall short. And the Bible says that one day, in the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess as to who He is, to the glory of God. And, uh, you know, without, without, uh, without a relationship with the Lord, our hearts should be troubled. Our hearts should be troubled. Because, look, even if we do great, we live the American dream, we're successful, we get, we get everything lined up, we get the uh, 401k and the, the retirement plans and everything is working out just nifty and dandy. Well, what then? What then? What then? For one thing, we don't know how many days we're going to have anyways, right? Um, a neighbor of ours, uh, tragically speaking on a motorcycle ride, was on his motorcycle very close to home on, a, on a, just a country road and uh, met his death, um, you know, this, uh, this, uh, this past week. And uh, pray, for, pray for that family there. But I'm just saying, you know, as a young man, as a young man, how many people have you heard of that have had all the, all, everything all lined up, financially successful, with all the retirement package in place, and uh, it gets to that time where now they don't have to work anymore, and they're just going to enjoy the, uh, the fruits of their labor, and all of a sudden, you know, well, they, they, they get diagnosed with, with terminal uh, disease, or, um, you know, they die suddenly. And, and uh, what, what, what is all that up to then? I'm just saying our hearts need to find the peace that can only come with a relationship with God the Lord Jesus Christ. Because everything else, ultimately, is fleeting. Uh, let's pray.